Let me see you put them up Reach the sky, touch the stars up above Cause it's one time for the underdog one time for the underdog. I'm Patrick Bader, your host of IT, and today we're going to talk about sales and not just sales. We'll be talking to an author of a book called How to Master the Art of Selling, which I believe every single salesperson around the world needs to read this book. I read this book back in 1999, and it completely changed the way I viewed sales. We're going to talk to the author, Tom Hopkins, on the number one secret and mistake in sales. The master sales trainer, the Michael Jordan Tiger Woods of sales, Mr. Tom Hopkins. Tom, thank you for joining us today. Patrick, it's a thrill, and I love hearing all that you've done, and I have a chance to share some concepts on being an entrepreneur and, you know, fulfilling your potential. So I think this is excellent, that what you're asking uh, us to share with these folks. Oh, I am looking forward, and by the way, <laughs> I was telling Tom, I met you 12 years ago when I came to your house, right. and, you know, you were living in somewhere in Arizona, Scottsdale. Right. I was going through your house. We went to his, uh, uh, I think it was your bedroom or somewhere. He had a painting of him wrestling a lion. He had him by the neck. And I said, you know, one day I'm going to have an artwork like that with me wrestling an eye, uh, a lion. And the idea came from Mr. Tom Hopkins. Is that I love art. Art is a hobby. Yeah, I do. So well. this, this one well. piece is kind of special. We had an <laughs> artist do as a kind of a talking point, something to have fun with. Sure, sure. So so let's get right into it. So let's get right into it. If you don't know Tom Hopkins, Tom Hopkins wrote the number one sales book out there called How to Master the Art of Selling. And uh, I read the book back in 1999 when I was first working at Valley Toyota Fitness as a new salesman there. And I read the book. It changed my life on how I looked at sales. So if you're an entrepreneur, you're in business, you're trying to get a promotion, whatever you're trying to do, sales is a part of your business. You got to learn how sales works. Tom has spoken to five million people. Five million people have attended his seminar over the years to learn sales. So we're not talking somebody that, you know, just talks about sales every once in a while. He is the master of sales and uh, he is known his claim of fame when he was 24 years old. Tom, I gotta say this, 24 years old. He sold 365 homes in one year, a record that still stands, 365 homes in one year right here in our neck of the woods, Chatsworth and uh, in uh, Simi, Simi Valley. Simi Valley. Yeah, yeah. Simi Valley and, 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 and Tom, uh, uh, I asked a personal question from Tom. I said, Tom, let me ask you, who were you in high school, right? And he didn't want to say that first. I said, who were you in high school? He says, well, you know, I was the captain of the football team, quarterback, four years. You said, which high school? Alam uh, Alamany High. Alamany High. We have a lot of people that went to Alamany High. So let's get right into it. Okay. I got some, some very... Uh, 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 straightforward questions that I want the guys to get value here, everybody that's watching. First question, you've trained millions of people. You've seen all the mistakes, you've seen all the right thing that works. What is the number one secret to why a salesman makes it in sales? Number one secret. Well, the first thing is they work harder on themselves than they do on the job to become a person that relates to more people. Uh, if I had you in an elevator, if you said, as you just said, what's the secret? I would say develop a personality and a temperament and a way of coming across with people where they really do like you and trust you, and then they want wow. to listen to you. And when I first started practicing this, uh, I started realizing that people want a relationship. They, selling is a very important part of life, 
and especially in our country of capitalism and free enterprise, mm-hmm. but it's also something that you can learn, but it starts with working on yourself to be a person that, again, people relax with, that are they're comfortable with, where they feel like I'm confident this person can help me have a better life, be more successful, achieve my goals, and that, of course, is how I live my life today, trying to help this happen with as many people that like to hear my message. That's interesting. So you're so number one, to be good in sales, not necessarily to make a lot of money in sales, because that's a whole different answer, but to be good in sales, it's relatability, knowing how to relate to somebody else in different situations. Unbelievable. Okay. What would you say is the number one mistake? There's a lot of mistakes we make as salespeople. What is the number one mistake a salesman makes? I think the number one mistake that a salesperson makes is coming across like a stereotypical salesperson. Mm. The average American in our studies doesn't really like selling. They don't really feel good about salespeople. And it's a shame that's true, but of the 11 million salespeople approximately in the United States, many of them turn people off, come across a little bit too aggressive. They come across almost pushy and they're talkative. Uh, I've tried to teach people be the opposite of what they expect, and they'll relax with you. Uh, Become a master questioner. In fact, I have a little goal. Become a master asker and a magnificent listener, and you'll do well in the field of sales, regardless of it. And, And I've had a battle, Patrick, too, that I believe everybody, in a way, is in sales. I think if you're a parent and your kids grow up to be good adults, thanks to your example, your questioning, your listening skills, that you did make a good sale with your children. I think in today's world, if you stay married for your entire life, you both, husband and wife, did some of the things I teach that are part of the art of selling. So I hope people will open their minds to, as an entrepreneur, you're selling the people that work for you to do a better job. You're teaching them the art of persuasion, of convincing folks to do business with your company, not once, but for a lifetime. So this is, again, something I think that uh, is so true that everyone, in a way, is in in sales. Very cool. Okay, so third one. Uh, What was your edge against your competitors? I think my edge was I really did outwork most people. I was fanatical on wanting to achieve and when I quit college after 90 days, and I only made it for three months, I was terrified. I didn't know what I was going to do. And fortunately, after one year of construction carrying steel, uh, I found a real estate business. And in a way, I found my niche. And I hope everybody that's maybe viewing this program will find their niche in life. And I call the niche finding something you love to do that is not work but you love it so much you're great at it. And then you develop the P word, which I learned just from Wayne Gretzky. I played golf with Wayne, and as you know, he probably one of the greatest hockey players of all times. And after uh, the game, I driving to the house, I said, I gotta ask you, Wayne, what do you think the reason was you did so well as a hockey player? And he gave me the P word. He said, Tom, I had a passion for all aspects of the sport. Passion for practice, passion for winning, passion for losing. And so that's that's the day I said, I'm going to try to teach people to get passionate 
about what they do. Not just like it, but be passionate. Because I, I think people will agree and go along with your way of thinking based more on your belief, your conviction, and your passion than almost anything else. So you would say your edge was passion? Passion. Okay. I loved, I loved real estate. I worked seven days a week my first three days, our first three years. And a lot of people don't want to do that. They seven days a week the first Seven days. Now. I had three Christmas days off, which is fanatical. And I'm not saying that's right for everyone. But I had... Well, that's, a, that's a very consistent uh, oh, yeah. trait with a lot of people that make it to the highest level of whatever they do. And that word you just said, I don't know if you caught it, but consistency is one of the keys to much success in your life. Where you don't just have high cycles, low cycles, you're consistent. And of course, I also feel that I, I was a follow-up specialist with people. Mm -hmm. I kept in touch. I built long-term relationships. Uh, my last year of that number of sales, most of them were referred to me because I did a good job with people. And I think that it's a people business, regardless of what business you're in, I think you are all, all of us, in the people business and the way you handle people, the way you do business with people, will at the end of the line decide how successful you become. Okay, so Tom, the last question here before we wrap up. Um, you know, there's a lot of people you meet that are afraid of getting into sales. There's a lot of people you meet that are uh, uh, questioning and say, I don't think I could do it. I don't sure. think my personal level, I don't think I could ever go into sales. Do you believe anybody could make it in sales? Well, I have had this as a challenge all of my training career is to convince people that I think anybody can learn the art of selling. As long as they realize a couple points, and let me illustrate it this way, that there are two extremes to a temperament or a personality of a person. We'll call this person over here the interesting extrovert, then we'll call this person the interested introvert. Now, if you listen to those titles, interesting versus interested, the average person that thinks they would be great in sales, and people tell them they would, are the interesting extroverts. They're over the bearing a little bit, they're talkative, they love to control conversations, they aren't real good listeners, they can do well in sales. The interested introvert who's somewhat humble, somewhat shy, a little afraid of maybe strangers, maybe really a fearful of rejection, this person can do extremely well. And what I try to get people to do is if you're an interesting extrovert, try to move more towards the middle, being more like an interested introvert. If you're an interested introvert, move a little bit towards the middle to be more like an interesting extrovert. Because the ideal personality that establishes relationships and does a great job in communication can move to the interesting extrovert or to the interested introvert and the ability to relate to other people and have them feel good because of the way you come across, the way you are with them, that to me can be taught and learned by anyone. And so I, I really feel that yes, if you would be willing to let me be your mentor and your teacher, I think I could teach anybody to be an effective salesperson and some of them to achieve a high degree of accomplishment. On either side of the pendulum. Either side. Is that not interesting? Okay, so Tom, uh, to wrap it, thank you so much, by the way, for coming in today. My pleasure. And uh, allowing us to do this interview with you. Uh, we talked about the book earlier, How to Master the Art of Selling, but you have a new book out. The new yes. book is called When Buyers Say 
no. What could you say to us about this book? Because I really like the title, One Buyer Said No. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny, Patrick, is this darn book, um, it's my 18th book, and when I wrote it, thanks to Ben Cott, who's my co-author, we uh, came up with the concept that most people don't realize that you'll not get a yes in life of anything until you usually have some type of no. And so really selling as an art form starts with the no. And so I thought we're going to go ahead and take exactly what a no means, what they're really saying behind the word no, what are they really meaning. And then what we decided to do was take Ben Cott's fabulous circle of persuasion concept and took that and combined my uh, training on questioning, on listening, on turning a no into a yes, and we combined it. And I'm you know, not being braggadocious, but this book so far in the first six months has outsold any book I've written in the first six months. Really? Of, of yes. And I think the reason is people want to know that, hey, I want to handle the word no to turn it into yeses with my kids, with my spouse, with the people that work for me. I think employers with their employees can really benefit from the circle of persuasion and the concept of when buyers say no. I saw a circular persuasion in there at the end. What could you tell us about that? What is circular pers persuasion? Well, what it is basically, Ben decided to take the word no. Then we took and showed all the little steps that we go through in the persuasion mm -hmm. process of gradually taking that no and through the right little questions of minor yeses, ending up getting the big yes, which is a, an agreement to go along with whatever you're suggesting they do. Be it invest in a product, being the child doing what you're asking them to do, being an employee, getting uh, doing better uh, better job. So it's really exciting to see that most people in business want to know how do I handle the darn no and turn them into yeses. That, that is the question. That is the question and the skill to learn. When buyers say no, if you haven't read it, get a copy of it. Uh, Tom, thanks so much for coming out. Really appreciate My pleasure, you. Patrick. And Thank where, you. where can everybody find you out there, by the way? Is there, is there a Twitter? Sure. Is there a Facebook? Is there a if, website? If they just go to TomHopkins.com and they'll have all of our products, all of our seminars. And, you know, they, if they're looking for more of what we do, they can sure find us there. Tom Hopkins, thanks for joining us. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And by the way, if you haven't already subscribed to Valuetainment on iTunes, please do so. Give us a five-star. Write a review if you haven't already. And if you have any questions for me that you may have, you can always find me on Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. Just search my name, Patrick Bid-David. And I actually do respond back when you snap me or send me a message on Instagram. With that being said, have a great day today. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.